episode 51 of The Upside with Callie and Jeff. And here is what's coming up on today's episode. Uh, my resolutions, because I'm going to start my 2020 New Year's resolutions this week. So I'll share those with you. Uh, also, uh, a brain dump. I've just had stuff in my head that I want to get out involving chicken juice, uh, Chick-fil-A, and a warning if you're going to upgrade to the new iPhone operating system. And, of course, an update on our neighbor and the dogs. Living in gratitude, finding the positive in every experience, and helping other people do the same. You are now part of the movement. Welcome to the Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. If this is your first episode of The Upside, welcome. And if you've been here before, welcome back. My name is Jeff Dollar, and today I am grateful for our beautiful little outdoor sitting area here at our house. And my name is Callie Dollar, and I am grateful for the beautiful trees that we have in our yard. All right, I'm going to get to those things that are bouncing around in my head here in just a second. But first, an update on what's going on with the neighbor, because I have a serious question that I need feedback on. Okay. Because I think you and I are on opposite sides of an issue. Okay. But first, we got we had a VIP phone call regarding the neighbor. Yes, hello. This is the animal communicator. I spoke with Lily and Sadie, and they have explained to me what that what they're unhappy with is their crazy neighbor. <laughs> and so if you could get rid of her, that would solve their problem. You will receive my bill in the mail. Have a great day. I got to be honest with you. When that came in, I, for a quick second, thought it was legitimately the animal communicator. Oh, my gosh. I was thinking that, too. I was like, oh, my gosh, my eyes got really wide. Because isn't that what you would expect an animal communicator to sound like? Yes. And to be honest, that was so funny that um, if she sent us a bill in the mail, I would probably pay it. <laughs> All right. So I uh, here's in, in, what if you didn't hear yesterday's episode, wh what I did is I wired up the entire house to monitor the dogs when we're not home. Because our neighbor told us last week, last weekend, that her issue with our dogs is that when we're not home, they bark constantly. Like for hours at a time. For hours at a time. And the, the thing that really immediately rubbed Callie the wrong way and is starting to wear me down is... The fact that they tied in the animals being unhappy to that, like they were saying things like not only, uh, you know, does the barking bother us, but our hearts hurt for your animals. Like, why are they so upset that they feel the need to bark constantly? Every time you retell that story, because we have told it because it comes up in like half our text conversations and when we see friends and stuff like that my heart rate just like goes up and up and up and I can like feel the anxiety. My, and it's not really anxiety. It's more just like, maybe it's anger because, and here's the thing is I don't want to make it seem like you can't complain about something that annoys you about your neighbor. You totally can. I just think that the way it's being handled is a bit extreme. And now I'm paranoid because I'm like, well, anytime the dog barks a little bit, 
am I supposed to stop? I just don't know what to do. Like I've only had two dogs my whole life. I did not grow up with dogs. I don't know. Like, is this normal barking? Is this crazy? Like, I don't really have a barometer, a dog barometer. And that's going to lead us to where where we need help. We need help from the upside family to kind of resolve a situation we find ourselves in. But I think the reason it bothers me, and I think about this every now and again, I think the reason it bothers me so much is because if that were an accurate statement and our dogs barked for an hours at a time or even 20 straight minutes or something, what would be wrong with sending a text message going, hey, I just want to let you know when you're not home, something's bothering. Like, why would it? We've been here since February. Right. Like, why would we not have gotten a message before it's war? It's war. She's banging stuff against the fence. She's yelling. Well, I think we have to be mindful of the fact that perhaps she is just different than we are. Yes, I know. So, yeah. And I'm not saying I would have handled that or that it's the correct way to handle it or whatever, but it's the way she handled it and it's the way she is and she is not sorry. So, Okay, you're right. Okay, so let's just deal in facts because y'all- Jeff loves facts. I love data. So I've got the whole house wired up for sound and uh, we have made one small change in the house and that is to close the door to the master bedroom. The dogs have free reign of our home when we're not home, but the master bedroom is the the room that's closest to our neighbor's house. Mm -hmm. So all we're doing now is shutting that door because in the in the master bedroom has big windows in so the, the dogs can't see into their backyard can't basically. see into their backyard and also can't see into our backyard and it 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 just moves them physically away from that house lily by the way is cowered under me right now oh she knows she knows we're talking about her lily we're sorry you're still loved all right so so we've made that change and and I've got cameras and sound and all this stuff. So today I was out of the house for a total of about three hours and the dogs were here alone. And using this dog monitor app, I am able to not only hear them when they start barking, but I can see the exact amount of time that they're barking. Mm-hmm. There was... Uh, a, a few moments of like, like five seconds of barking, ten seconds, and and I, actually, I take that back. It might not even be barking; it just registers noise. Got it. So that could actually be them eating. It's pretty sensitive. So there were a few small pockets in there of like five seconds of this, five seconds of that over the course of the three hours. There was one, uh, I think, like minute long barking at the front door. I thought you said three minutes. Hey, so you're jumping ahead. Okay, sorry, sorry, sorry. There was one minute long barking at the front door that I couldn't explain. Mm -hmm. And then there was a three minute nonstop barking episode this afternoon. And I was able to look at our security camera. What Jeff did was he cross-referenced. I cross-referenced the, the security from camera. The sound to our security cameras to figure out what our dog was barking at. And the dog was barking at an Amazon delivery. So, we were out of the house for 3 hours. The dogs barked for 3 consecutive minutes at one point during that 3-hour period at a delivery man and they only barked while the delivery man was on our property. Mm-hmm. 
So Callie thinks that that is an uncomfortably long time and needs to be addressed. I think that's just normal. Okay. In a normal world, I feel like that's normal. I feel like with the spotlight on me from our neighbor, it seems like like three minutes if I were in the house would be like, oh my gosh, Lily, shh, shh, Lily, Lily, or whoever's barking. It's both of them. But um, it's mainly Lily. I'm, it's so, mainly I'm Lily. sorry, Lily, but it's mainly Sadie you. Sadie starts it, but Lily is the no, loud one that keeps going. That's actually not true. What? S- I've seen her do it in the backyard where Sadie starts barking and then Sadie stops and then Lily's like, yeah, that's a, that's different. Lily's the one who patrols the house. She takes alpha duty when we're not here. Yeah. So um, I don't know what to think. So can you tell us, please, if you have opinions? Like, I don't know. Is three minutes a long time? Is there? I, I, I don't know. Here's the other thing is our neighbor works from home. So she's literally home all day. So it's something that if we had neighbors that were gone all day, probably wouldn't notice at all. Um But I don't think, like, I'm trying to reverse the situation. And if I could hear, if I could hear their dog, if they had a dog, and I could hear their dog barking from inside their house, from inside my house, and I heard it barking, and I looked outside and saw the Amazon delivery I'd be like, oh, they're getting a package. I'd be like, oh, the the ice cream truck for adults is here, you know? And I'd be like, oh, and that's it. And three minutes later, it's over. But we have heard our neighbor's dogs barking for like an hour. But that, and, okay. that's a thing. Yeah, that's a whole nother. That's a whole nother layer that we're not even going to get into. But anyways, so any feedback is appreciated. If three minutes of consecutive barking, if if we need, if that's something that we should be, if that's a problem, yes. When it's when there's a cause for it, yes. Because the longest non-caused barking episode was less than one minute. I would like to say also that we have been. Um, training our dogs when we're home and someone comes through the door where to sit and that they get love when someone walks in and they don't jump all over them. So we, we are working really hard on training the dog's manners. Well, and that part of it is just that that's just us being lazy because we didn't have, I'm trying to beef us up. Okay. Sorry. (laughs) We didn't do a good job of, of door training our dogs when we moved into the new house, but now we are. Now and, we are. And they're very good. Uh, okay. I want to do um, a quick little brain dump if I could. Uh, just a few things that have popped into my head lately. Mm-hmm. Uh, number one, how are Chick-fil-A waffle fries made? Like, how are they? Like in a fryer? Nope. How are they cut? Like, are they sliced and then like how are they? I think, well, are you they know, cut? because I am a Chick-fil-A expert. No, okay. I'm no, I'm not. Um, in my head. Or is it just a miracle? It's like a giant. It, do they it take, is a miracle. Do they take a sack of potatoes and it's hold them up to miracle. heaven? And then yeah. Jesus reaches down and poof, waffle fries? Probably. Um, so I think that there's like a machine yep. that cuts the, like slices of potatoes. Like thick potato chips. Yeah. Okay. And then I think there's probably like a machine that like stamps them, like hole punches them. Okay. And then there's, um, and then there's like, they get whatever you do to prepare them to be frozen to ship off to stores. Okay. Because the thing is, if what you're suggesting is accurate, that means there's a whole bunch of somewhere, tiny little potato. Whole bunch of potatoes. Tiny little potato holes, right? Floating around. 
Right. Why aren't we selling those Chick-fil-A? You would eat those? I feel like they're too small to taste like anything. What What is better than the bottom of the Chick-fil-A waffle fry carton? Yeah, but. With the little crunchies in there. Yeah, but that's not hole punches. I know, but like the hole punches. I know, but could, the hole punches are way smaller. You don't know that. You don't even know that they exist. I mean, in my head, they do. I've got this all figured out. Why are you not listening to me? <laughs> and the only reason I thought of it is because uh, I had to buy a, a thing to chop potatoes mm-hmm. into um, fries, you know, like a slicer thing. Yeah. Like fry maker. And I'm like, huh. How would that engineering-wise be possible? So that was one thing that's been in my (laughs) head lately. The other thing is um, I realize that when I handle chicken, raw chicken, I clean my hands afterwards like a surgeon to the point where I take off my wedding band and scrub my hands, and then I actually clean like the inside of the wedding band before I put it back on and I'm trying to figure out where this chicken juice paranoia came from. I don't know, but I have it too, but I do different chicken paranoia stuff. What's yours? Like yours is you take off your wedding ring and you scrub everything. If I like am cooking chicken and I cut it open to see if it's done or not, and it's not completely done, I will put that fork and knife in the sink Like I won't reuse it again on cooked chicken or if there's like a spatula and I'm flipping stuff. Like if it has touch raw chicken, I won't use it again. So by the time I finish cooking chicken. um, When we were younger, was there some sort of mass chicken juice hysteria? I don't know. That we don't remember? I don't know because I'm not that way about beef really. Uh Uh-uh. I'm not. So weird. So I mean, I will sanitize like you if if I cook with raw chicken, come back to my kitchen 30 minutes later if you want to perform surgery on my counter. Can't you it's see our clean. grandmothers though being like like that being a part of an old wives tale that our grandmothers told us like if you touch raw chicken and then you don't well, scrub it's, all it's the chicken juice that- off that, you know, your 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 head will fall off or something. I don't well, know. Well, salmonella is the big fear, right? I have no idea. Salmonella, yeah, salmonella poisoning. So, anyways, I just thought That's that random. Yeah, I thought that random thought. And then the third thing that I want to dump out of my head is a warning for anybody who has an iPhone and is going to be doing the upgrade to, I think it's operating system thirteen or whatever the latest operating system is. Mm-hmm. If your phone hasn't already done it, learn from my mistakes because my phone did it. And when it reset, it sent everything that was in my email outbox that was like stuck there in purgatory. So I had all of these emails from none of them were more recent than like a year. They were all Mm -hmm. a year old or older. And there was about a dozen of them. And they got sent to a lot of people who I don't really talk to anymore. Um, What was the most awkward one that was sent? Uh, To my old coworkers at Star. What did you say? It was just a screenshot of something, and the subject line was like, this will be good for the show. And what did you, um, did anybody write you back? No. <laughs> I, I just imagine. I, I bet their like, hearts are racing when they see your name on their phone. They're like, oh my gosh, what is or, he sending me? Or the fact that I sent like a bit idea to them. 
Like, I don't remember what it was. I can't remember what it was, but it was something for the show. Uh, another one went to our old radio consultant, and it was exactly one year old when the Brave, because it was, I sent him something. He's a big Braves fan. I sent him something last year when the Braves clinched. That's funny. The division. So he thought it was this year. He thought it was this year, and he wrote back to me and said, <laughs> I heard the podcast is going well. And I wrote back, yeah, yeah it sure is. And I actually wrote a really good braggadocious email about us. Nice. Which I'm not good at, but I, it was late and I was tired, and uh, so I wrote it. If you don't know what a brain dump is, it's something that Jeff said he's been doing for years. This is brand new to me, to be totally honest. Um, I follow a blogger that I really like that talks about productivity a lot named Brayton Keller. She has a blog called Brighten the Day, and she said that she on Sundays does brain dumps, and I was like, hold the phone. What is a brain dump? And she gets out a piece of paper and she writes everything that's in her brain, no matter what it is. So it doesn't have to take up space up there anymore. And the reason this is uh, valuable or the, it, it, when I learned about it, it's when I was going through my divorce and I had a whole bunch of stuff in my head. I had work related stuff. I had divorce related stuff. I was moving, I had moving related stuff, blah, blah, blah. And my therapist at the time explained that the cruel joke of your brain is it's a it's a supercomputer so it but it's only got like 10 slots of things to think about mm -hmm. and one of those slots is permanently reserved to remember everything else you have to Oof. do, which means, that kills me. which means you're able to think of, Oh, I got to stop at the grocery store on the way home. Oh, I've got to mail a package. Oh, I need, uh, you know, to whatever mm -hmm. I need to run to the mall to get something. Those are the ones taking up the normal spot. Then the other one is basically like, and you've got all this other stuff to do. Oh my gosh. That drives my brain insane. And it's exhausting. It's, it's exhausting. It can be paralyzing. So I'm a new fan of a brain dump. Um, I started doing it like last week, two weeks ago, um, a couple times a week. And it, really, really helps get everything just out. Cause I'm so paranoid about forgetting stuff. And we have a lot of balls in the air right now. And that's what it is. It's all, it's everything that's in that one slot of all the other stuff. You are releasing that from your brain because now it exists in physical form. Yes. So your brain no longer has to keep it right. because it's kept somewhere else. It's, it is a gift when yes. you do it. Yes. And when you free up all that brain space, you can fill it with knowledge from our most recent advertiser, Skillshare. Welcome to the family, Skillshare. If you haven't heard yet, here's what it is. You can go online, go to skillshare.com slash upside for two free months, and they've got hundreds, thousands of classes that you can take when you want, wherever you want, from experts who know what they're talking about. And these are super technical. Like if you're into coding or programming or, or stuff like that. Uh, I actually looked at some of them and I was like, I've always wanted to know how to do that. And I'm like, wait a minute, I have no basic skill level of that whatsoever. So that probably is not the right one for me. So I need to move on. But there's so many that are attractive that it's but, hard to pick them out. But there might be like an introductory level one and you could go take that. It might come naturally to you. 
Wouldn't that be fun? Um, there's uh, classes on creative writing. Uh, there's classes on animation. If you want to learn about fine art, if you want to learn about film and video, if you want to manage your small business, if you're a freelancer, if you want to know about photography, so many categories, and it's absolutely free right now for two months. All you have to do is go to Skillshare.com slash upside to sign up. It is officially three months away. Oh, your Christmas countdown? I would like jingle bells. Do you have, do you have bells? Do you have sleigh bells? <laughs> no, I, <laughs> I can get them for you. For... I would like sleigh bells. Um, <laughs> it is three months until Christmas, and I am so excited because Christmas is my favorite holiday of the year. It is exactly three months from today. Holy Literally. crap. Literally, yeah. It'll probably, it'll probably still be 90 degrees in Atlanta on Christmas. Of course it will. Uh, why do you like Christmas so much? I figured you would be more of a entertaining holiday versus Well, a- in the Riggs house, every holiday is an entertaining holiday. So my mom actually does like three different Christmas meals. Um, so that's just, it's entertaining too. But I love giving gifts. I love it. I love it. It sparks this ridiculous amount of joy in me. Well, I hope some of the Skillshare classes you're going to take are about how to hand make gifts because we're on a different budget this year. We are on a slightly different budget this year. And by slightly, I mean totally because only one of us um, has a job. And I don't know. I was thinking maybe I should start buying gifts now and like, you know, like grazing with gifts, like buying a couple at a time until we're done (laughs) in December. And then if you become a new friend sometime in the month of October or November, you don't get a gift because I didn't financially plan for you. (laughs) Because you came in too late. (laughs) And you're too late. There might be a class on, what if there's a class on watercolors and I'll just paint everybody something. Oh my gosh. (laughs) Everybody for Christmas, Jeff is going to paint you watercolor. Happy little trees. Happy, happy little trees. Can I ask you a question? We had moved on from the ad, but Jeff keeps reading the uh the course list yeah. and it gets really excited. Uh what is um can I ask you a Christmas related question? Yes. What is up with in your family's dining room the Christmas decorations that never come down? Oh, they're not Christmas decorations. It's an original work of art that clearly you don't understand. It's a Christmas tree painted by you. Oh, it's my sister. My mom lost mine. Okay, so it's a Christmas tree painted by your sister. Yeah, I'm not really sure why that's up all year. I think it fits with like the other colors in that room, so they just keep it there, but I have no idea. Oh, okay. I don't know. Well, it's Christmas 24-7, 365 here. In my mind, it is. In your parents' dining room. Do you think anybody's already um, done Christmas shopping? 100%. No way. 100%. I would say by November 1st, but not October 1st. No one is done guarantee you that they are done. As a matter of fact, uh, we can use the voicemail today to let people call up and brag about being completely done with their Christmas shopping. Because if you're already designed or done, you deserve a good brag. 800-434-5454. Just call up, state your name, and tell us, tell us that you're done Christmas shopping and tell us what date you were done. Yeah. I guarantee you there's people who are done in June. Probably. 100%. I, there are people who bought all of their gifts for this year. I'm willing to buy On sale last year? On sale after the holidays last year. My mom used to do that a lot. I, I, I'm I not that organized. Like, I would go into the closet and be like, who did I buy this for? I know, right? 
Plus, I mean, how annoyed would I be if I bought all, all this stuff, you know, like at the end of the season last year on sale and then got fired? And then I got all these dumb gifts from my coworkers. What am I going to do with them? <laughs> I don't know. Hopefully you don't have any. Uh, all right. I want to share my, um, as long as we're talking about the winter holidays, I want to share my resolutions, my 2020 New Year's resolutions that I think we should all make and start this week. October resolutions. October resolutions. October resolutions. Uh, my October resolutions, and these are my these these are legit the resolutions I want to make for the year 2020. But I want to start them now to get a head start, and I encourage everyone to do this because October is a stress-free, easy month. It is. So, I want to start my day with 20 minutes of reading. Like I want to get up in the morning and instead of scrolling through Instagram and I love all my Instagram people and I love looking at your pictures and I love commenting, I love reading your messages, but I want to, instead of getting up and, and scrolling through Instagram mindlessly for 20 minutes, I want to read something. Am I supposed to put that on your list? On <laughs> my work list? Yes. No, it's a resolution. So I got it. Uh, but 20 minutes of day, a, a minimum of, a minimum of 20 minutes a day reading. And I don't want it to be fiction. Like I want it to be something useful. Oh, good. Yep. Uh, so that's one of them. My second one, my second and my third are combined. Okay. I want to achieve two and a half hours of movement per week. So that could be hiking, walking, swimming, running, biking, whatever. But I want it bowling anything, but I want there to be two and a half hours of How movement. How much is that a day? Per week. It works out to be half hour a day for five days. Okay. That's not bad. But if I end up going on a two hour hike, like on some Saturday morning or a three hour hike, 30 then, minutes. I, yeah. then I could it. be done. But combining that with number three, I want to sweat two times a week. Wow. So, okay. So, so I don't just want to go on like five 30 minute walks. Like, and that's about to get harder by the way, because it's going to be fall after this weekend, this weekend, you could walk outside and start sweating in two minutes after this weekend. It's going to be a little harder, but I mean, the sweating from the heat doesn't count. I'm talking about sweating know, from kidding. physical activity. Cause, cause if I just left it at two and a half hours of movement a week, I would end up hacking my own system and be like, oh, I walk the dog every day. Yeah, you would. And that doesn't count. And then my last one is probably going to be the hardest, but I want to make a conscious effort to network and engage with people. Like I have an incredible opportunity right now working just for us with this podcast to take people to lunch, mm -hmm. to uh, go meet people for early happy hours, mm -hmm. to just to, to engage and network and socialize. Yes, as friends, but also like professionally. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to try to do that like once per week. Nice. Like invite someone to lunch or to dinner or whatever. Nice. That's that, so out of your comfort zone. I'm into it. I know. So that one's going to be the hardest for me. So those are my four resolutions and the way I'm going to accomplish the, the, the physical ones, I'm going to make sure that those are priorities on all of my to-do lists. And I'm going to commit to them starting tomorrow for 21 days. Cause that's how long it takes to, to make or change a habit. Speaking of make or, making or changing habits, have you been doing your affirmation in the mirror? I have. Really? Every day? Every day. How do you feel? 
Good. Um, I think I need to change it. It's too long. Yeah. It's just, I, think I feel like I said that. Yeah. It's a little bit of a chance. Like I, I just need to shorten it up. Like, yeah. Like I am beautiful or something, <laughs> but it just, it just needs to be shorter. Yeah. Well, so I might modify it, but I do like saying it while looking into the mirror. Makes you feel really good right after. Mm-hmm. Okay. There is one thing, one behavior pattern that is a consistent in me and Jeff's life. And I would be willing to bet that other people have the same conversation every week. Okay. And the conversation is, hey, will you go to the grocery store and pick up some meat for dinner? And we're really not like picky about, you know, about what kind of chicken, but whatever. Just pick up something, a protein for dinner. Then one of us goes and they're like, well, what do you want? Well, I don't know. And then we go sit in front of the deli. Okay, well, what's fresh? Is there something today? Is there something on sale? It's like a whole thing, right? So now we are using ButcherBox. They're one of our advertising partners. And they are a monthly meat subscription service, which is like Jeff's like just, ah. I feel like we should like, have that music after it's, that. it's literally the ice cream man, but for beef. It is. So they will deliver one box of meat per month to your doorstep. And um, it is healthy, humanely raised meat, which is awesome. Um, and we absolutely love it. And Jeff Dubley loves it because he is the king of the grill. Um, so we've been experimenting with that. Butcher Box is going to give you $20 off your first box and two pounds of ground beef in every box for the life of your subscription. When you go to butcherbox.com slash upside, or you can enter the promo code upside at checkout. And um, we use Butcher Box. We've been using it. I got it as, my, as a gift for my dad for Father's Day. So we're really excited that they're new partners with us. That is, again, butcherbox.com slash upside or enter the promo code upside at checkout. All right. Everybody knows about double the upside and knows that this mission of ours to to, to get to approximately 16,000 listeners by the end of the year is is, pri- is a big priority. But, but Callie inserted a stepping stone into that last week when she realized we were less than 350 people away from hitting 10,000 daily listeners. I would love to get to 10,000. 10,000 feels like a really super legit number. There's a comma in it. There's a comma. Well, there's a comma in 9,000 too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but nobody ever uses the comma in 9,000, do they? There's an extra, what is it, a, an extra decimal place? Is that what it's called, there's a decimal extra, place? There's an extra digit in 10,000. Yeah, we really, we are not good at math. It just, yeah. <laughs> Someone else should probably actually be calculating how many listeners we have, because I don't trust either one of us. So we're, we're less than 350 away from getting to 10,000. And we have made, and here's why we're telling you this, is there are some statistics in the world about podcasts that we need, that we are fighting against. Mm -hmm. The word podcast is intimidating to a lot of people. I know so many of you listening to this right now, this is your first and only podcast. Yes. And you're probably like, how the heck do I do this for the first time? And then you figured it out. But for a lot of people, that's enough to make them give up on it altogether. So they're like, oh yeah, I'll check out the podcast and then never again. So what we have done is we have created a website. Um, so you're not going to hear us a lot 
say, say podcast anymore. We're going to talk about the show instead of the podcast. And then we created a website, listen to the upside.com. So when you're talking to people, you don't have to say, Oh, I listened to this great podcast. You can say, Oh, my favorite show is, you know, Callie, the upside with Callie and Jeff. And you can hear that by going to listen to the upside.com. What that does is it auto generates from their phone, whatever app is going to be easiest for them to use on their phone. So you don't have to do any explaining. It'll just start playing. So when you, cause here's what's sad, less than a third of Americans who know what podcasts are and, and have heard of podcasts, less than a third of Americans have ever accessed one because they claim that they don't know how. So we have made it easy. So when you tell your friends, Hey, listen to this podcast. Three out of four of them never will because they don't think they know how. So if you tell them to go to listen to the upside.com, they don't need any more instruction. And they can also pull it up on their desktop too. If there are desktop users that don't have fancy phones and do that whole thing, um, listen to the upside.com also will pull up on a desktop and they can listen from there. Listen to an, anywhere, any, any device. Go to listen to the upside.com. So please, please, please. We would love to double the upside by the end of the year. I would love it if we got to 10,000 for Cali by the end of this week. And it would be helpful. Uh, it, I think it would be helpful if we all shared the website, listen to the upside.com rather than tell people to go find and subscribe and blah, blah, blah to podcasts. Such a low percentage of people that listen to podcasts. That is crazy. So we appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you for spreading the word. We do appreciate every single one of you to tell, recommending it, telling your friends. Thank you so much. It's so cool. Thank you for listening to The Upside Podcast with Callie and Jeff. Please make sure you subscribed so you never miss an episode of The Upside. What do you think your dad would say if we asked him to record a couple of commercials for ButcherBox? Um, I think secretly he would be like totally gay. <laughs> okay, because he did car. He had an opportunity to record some car dealership radio commercials, yeah, like forty or fifty years ago, and he loves that. He loves telling that story. He also loves meat. He loves meat, and he's a ButcherBox customer long before they were partners with the show. So I thought it would be funny to just say to him, "Hey, these are sixty-second commercials. Here are the copy points. Say whatever you want." And have him record them. Totally overthink it. I know, but they'd be good though, right? They would be awesome. I think he should totally do that if it's allowed. Yeah, it's totally allowed. Uh, I mean, we'll be saying the website and all that stuff on the show, <laughs> so it'll be totally allowed. Oh, one more thing. What? Um, I am the worst daughter ever. And when we were mentioning Katie's birthday yesterday, I totally failed to mention that it was also my mom's birthday. So, oh, mom, that's right. happy birthday. Sorry I didn't wish you a happy birthday. On the podcast, I did go by um, and give her flowers on her birthday, so that's good. But yeah, happy birthday, Mom. Yo, Callie and Jeff, you have to get a dog communicator. That would be an awesome segment. Anyway, just a suggestion. Hey, guys, this is Mary from Powder Springs. I re-listened to your episode um, updating us on what's going on with the neighbor and the dog. And I just had to call and just kind of give Jeff a pat on the back that you have done a wonderful job handling this and staying calm and giving this lady grace. And it's just been wonderful. 
I, on the other hand, don't think I could do that because I am still so frustrated by this woman. And I really hope that you didn't give the dog the treats that she made for you guys because I just don't trust her. I think she's psycho. So wonderful job, Jeff, on staying calm and Callie looking for the upside of this situation. Love you guys. Love the show. Keep doing what you're doing. I just called to say I love you. I just called to say how much I care. I just called to say I love you. And I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Yeah.